Nick Saban gets paid a lot more money to coach a lot more football for the University of Alabama for a lot more years. Also, United Airlines CEO was questioned by Congress about the incident with the man getting dragged off the plane and didn't have good answers for Congress. Also, answers coming to Megyn Kelly, who gets to question Vladimir Putin, of all people, this kickoff for a new show on NBC. Those are stories we talked about and a few more we'll chat about yesterday during this is the conversation online and, of course, with you guys. And this is the Morning Wrap-Up Podcast for May the 3rd, 2017. Welcome to the Morning Recap Podcast. My name is Jake Boone Payne, and this is a podcast recap, or recap podcast, I should say, of the conversations we had online via This Is The Conversation, our website, and our social media feeds. Find us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Find us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. And find us online at our real home, our website, thisistheconversation.com, with plenty of great features at the website. So stop there every so often. I know it's really quick and easy to chat with us online in the social media patches, but uh, come by the website every so often. Great things there as well. Also, I want to remind you of our great sponsor for this week's batches of podcast. That is York Photo. Uh, York Photo is a great place to get your photos taken care of. I know we all deal with things in our phones and uh, sometimes on our laptops and sometimes on our tablets, but you can go to yorkphoto.com and they can set you up with uh, various ways to share your photo that's on your phone with other people, including turn them into nifty things like mugs and pillows and calendars and things like that. For a great deal on York Photo services, go to thisisaconversation.com slash yorkphoto and find out all that we can do for you, that we can do for them, that they can do for you. That works out pretty well. Now back to what we can do for you today, or actually what we did for you yesterday. On the 2nd of May, we had lots of great conversations on side of social media, and we want to talk about some of the, well, we'll go through all of them. Let's just start from the beginning. The first post we had for the day was the post from Jimmy Kimmel, where he did his monologue the night before about his son being born with the um, heart defect and the emergency open-heart surgery they had to do with him that night. Um, a lot of response came out to that, and a lot of people uh were literally in tears listening to the story and hearing people talk about it. There were a few detractors saying that he used a bit of fame to kind of spout out uh, that, you know, because he's famous, he got this great treatment. But other than that, most of the response to his monologue and the talk about the monologue was very positive, very touching, very warm. Our next story for the morning was a big one, the biggest one we had for the day, by the way. It was on Nick Saban, who is a big lightning rod towards a lot of conversation, and a lot of conversation went to his new package, which will pay him somewhere around $11 million a year to coach college football in the middle of Alabama. And that's no, that's a lot of change for a guy who's won plenty of titles or basically is set up for a title every single year. I believe him and Michigan, uh, of course, coached by uh, another kind of crazy-ish old coot-type dude, uh, were the biggest in the draft we had last week, had the, num- the greatest number of recruits going into the draft as as, as rookies. Uh, Michigan came in one, and Alabama came in at number two, pretty tight on that end. So they're a football-building machine, and the folks in Tuscaloosa have paid a lot of money to keep that guy going there to keep the machine running pretty smoothly. Early yesterday, American Airlines CEO was questioned by Congress specifically about the incident about the man getting dragged off the plane. Now, he went and spoke for Congress, and a lot of it was was, was featured live. You could have saw it streaming live on a lot of different news sites, just having him answer the questions of how this happened. 
What it basically came down to was a bad policy that came up with a bad condition where the bad policy was was really, really put into a bad light, which is the only answer to the question. What changed? Well, they're obviously changing policy, and they're working on make, make sure things are not going to be such as dra- such drastic measures, such as taking people off of planes they're already gotten onto because they decide to take a seat after someone's in the seat and offering up to $10,000 for someone to lose their seat. So in the long run, there are people that make lots of money by going on flights and accepting the right to deboard the plane or not get on the plane to make that cash. Uh, $10,000 is a lot of money per seat. But right now, they're still dealing with the fact that it shouldn't got that way in the first place. We go to NBC News and talk about Megyn Kelly, who will debut her new show very soon on the on the Today Show Mix. It's a part of the long Today Show. Today Show is only like two hours of normal morning news chatter. Then there's a couple extra hours of just kind of things extended to include the final hour, which is Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda Kotb, you know, drinking cocktails and talking up stuff. Megyn Kelly is taking over an hour that was currently, or it was taken by Al Roker and Tamron Hall. Al Roker, of course, not going anywhere, but Tamron Hall deciding to leave NBC News because uh, she just didn't like the way that situation came out. Megan Kelly will take over our show that will be kind of similar to her nighttime show she had at Fox, only a bit more touchy-feely we expect because it is in the morning, although they're trying to go for harder news in the morning time. So we'll see exactly how that pans out when she makes her debut very soon. Oddly enough, it was also played up as a, a War of the Kellys as Kelly Ripa and Megan Kelly in the same time zone will be on at the same time with the new live with Kelly and Ryan versus Megan Kelly, whatever they're going to call that show. We got a story from a study that says that most American kids goes days without go days without eating any greens. And also the only fresh bowl they basically eat are French fries. Uh, that came from a source of an article that studied uh, school lunches and home time uh, meals for a batch of American kids. Now, you may agree or disagree with the study, and, of course, this was published in The Guardian, a newspaper overseas, who, of course, likes to make fun of us as Americans. But it does bring up a pretty big point and that we probably could be feeding our kids more vegetables, and we probably should be eating more vegetables ourselves. Our diet isn't quite as easy, and that comes online with the fact that eating a real diet, eating a good diet, isn't so much cheap and easy as it ought to be. It's it's food um, issues are a big deal for the world. Getting enough food, getting edible food, and getting food that actually is nutritious. It's very inexpensive and efficient to go through McDonald's every day. It's not so uh, efficient to actually go to the store and buy a packaged meal that's ready to go, that's healthy and done for you because it's not mass processed. That's another issue for another day and another tweet. Therapists are using some peculiar therapy to help kids uh, open up. A therapist uh, has started using Dungeons and & Dragons, and in fact, they've gotten with the company that creates those games uh, to work up various dungeon crawls that aren't so much attacking goblins and beholders. They're actually getting the kids to co- cooperate, talk to each other, just open up to each other. It's a very interesting way of therapy using role-playing games, not just straight role-playing uh, to get kids to kind of open up, get into a character, and allow themselves to talk about themselves in the process. Over the weekend, outside of Dallas, a 15-year-old boy was shot as he was leaving the party. Now, the police changed the story to, uh, sorry, from uh, the driver of the car was driving at the police officer aggressively to 
what apparently is the truth, the kids were spooked and driving off, and the officer basically shot into the car to kind of stop them. A a 15-year-old was killed in the process. That's from Botched Springs Police, and the police force have officially fired the officer who shot the 15-year-old. Of course, everything still has to go to trial. Everything has to work out, but he's no longer employed at the police department. In many cases, we talked a lot about in Ferguson where police officers, uh, the police officer who was involved in that shooting basically was on long-time leave until the whole thing worked out, and, of course, he was exonerated from any crimes in that case. This case, he will no longer be pulling a paycheck while he's awaiting for all the issues to work themselves out. We also go to Baton Rouge where the police officers uh, that were involved in the fatal shooting of Allison Sterling months ago are not going to be charged. Of course, that caused a slight bit of unrest over the past couple of hours. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing nothing too too violent. But this is another issue where we're dealing with past crimes that are taking a long time to come to resolution. And the resolution is not exactly coming up as something as many people would like it to see. People believe that uh, Alton Sterling was shot in, in a, it's a wrongful death, so why aren't the officers being punished? In this case, they won't be charged. We'll see how this works out in Baton Rouge. There's a story that is of extremely interesting about an FBI translator who was uh, – investigating an ISIS member. He was a former, well, he was a British man, and then he joined ISIS to be a British ISIS fighter. And this person was translating for, a translator was going through his transcripts, going through his his, his stuff, essentially, uh, literally fell in love with the guy in the process, a kind of reverse Stockholm program, uh, uh, process. She wasn't actually a captive, but she was just enthralled in what he was doing, traveled to Syria to meet him, to marry him, to become a member of the ISIS family, then realized maybe she kind of screwed up. She found a way to escape ISIS and escape Syria. She came back to the States and has been arrested for what you expect, trying to help out ISIS. Now, if you didn't know, this is one we didn't get, you kind of pushed back a couple times because things kept popping up in the day, but if you didn't know, there was a a screenwriter strike possible uh, that could have happened over the weekend, but most of the deals were worked out to make things happen. This would make Donald Trump proud because the big deals were set, although questions remain on how some of these things will work out, but there were some issues on exclusive contracts and on health care plans for the writers. Health care, oddly enough. They were settled for the most part. They are dealt with, and now more TV shows will go on. There won't be any loss of any shows for the summer and any delays or anything for the next seasons coming up. And our first tweet for the day, we think it's a doozy. And a guy that I've been reading for a long time, he's been doing this longer than I've been around, but um, Frank DeFord, the uh, sports writer with the kind of old-school hair, has been doing NPR commentary for 37 years. He's been writing for Sports Illustrated for longer than that. He's been a sports icon for forever. This morning he wrote his final commentary and recorded his final commentary for NPR, uh, basically saying, hey, I've been doing this for quite some time. Now's the time to go. Here's a couple quips. So check it out on NPR.com. Look for Frank DeFord's swan song from public radio and from daily, or I should say regular, public life in commentary. I'm sure he'll be around. Guys like that are always plucked out of the ether whenever a big story pops up. But a man who literally launched careers of thousands of people and the inspiration for thousands of people to go into commentary, into sports themselves, is hanging it up. Who's going to take his place? That's always a really curious thing to say these days because it doesn't really work out 
those ways like they did back in the days. That wraps up the conversations we had yesterday for May the 2nd and the one we started this morning on May the 3rd. We'll have plenty to yak about in tomorrow's podcast on all the things we yacked about with you across social media and the website. Of course, find us online for Twitter, TH underscore conversation, Facebook, this is the conversation, and also thisistheconversation.com. And thank you so much for our sponsor for this week, yorkphoto.com, who is going to help you. Trust me, they're going to help you get your pictures taken care of. You you take your phone, you log in, you press a couple buttons, you send it in there, and then if you want cards, if you want pillows, if you want calendars, if you want mugs, if you want Whatever you want, they can put it on it. Put put it on something, and you can share it in various ways. If you just want an online photo gallery, they can take care of that as well. It's all the information you need is at our website. This is a conversation dot com slash York Photo. Thank you so much for just joining us for the podcast. My name is Jake Kuchenpain, and if you want to see more of my other projects, you can check out my website jkuchenpain more of the conversations to come in tomorrow's edition of the Daily Recap Podcast. 